Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 47. Today we're continuing our look into the book of Numbers, and we'll see actually a number of stories today about the Israelites complaining in the desert, uh, rejecting God making decisions to go their own way, and the consequences for it all, which show the need for new life. But the good news is that Colossians chapter 2, which we'll read after this, shows us where that new life is found. So let's begin Numbers chapter 11. When the people complained, it displeased the Lord. When the Lord heard it, his anger burned, and so the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outer parts of the camp. When the people cried to Moses, he prayed to the Lord, and the fire died out. So he called the name of that place Taborah, because that is where the fire of the Lord burned among them. Now the mixed multitude who were among them craved more desirable foods, and so the Israelites wept again and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we used to eat freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. But now we are dried up. And there is nothing at all before us except this manna. Now manna was like coriander seed, and its color like the color of bedelium. And the people went about and gathered it and ground it with mills or pounded it in mortars. They baked it in pans and made cakes of it. It tasted like fresh olive oil. And when the dew came down on the camp in the night, the manna fell with it. Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families, everyone at the door of his tent. And when the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly, Moses also was displeased. And Moses said to the Lord, Why have you afflicted your servant? Why have I not found favor in your sight, that you laid the burden of this entire people on me? Did I conceive this entire people? Did I give birth to them, that you should say to me, Carry them in your arms, as a foster father bears a nursing child, to the land that you swore to their fathers? From where shall I get meat to give to this entire people? For they cried to me, Give us meat, that we may eat. I am not able to bear this entire people alone because it is too heavy for me. But if you are going to deal with me like this, then kill me immediately. If I have found favor in your sight, then do not let me see my trouble. The Lord said to Moses, Gather to me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom you know are elders of the people and officials over them, and bring them to the tent of meeting. Let them take their position with you there. Then I will come down and speak with you there, and I will take part of the spirit that is in you, and I will put it on them, and they will bear some of the burden of the people with you, so that you do not bear it all by yourself. And say to the people, Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow, and you will eat meat, for you have wept in the hearing of the Lord, saying, Who will give us meat to eat? For life was good for us in Egypt. Therefore the Lord will give you meat, and you will eat. You will eat not just one day, nor two days, nor five days, nor ten days, nor twenty days, but a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and makes you sick, because you have despised the Lord who is among you and have wept before him, saying, Why did we ever come out of Egypt? Moses said, The people around me are 600,000 on foot, but you say, I will give them meat that they may eat for a whole month? 
Would you have enough if the flocks and herds were slaughtered for them, if all the fish of the sea were caught for them? Would they have enough? And the Lord said to Moses, Is the Lord's hand shortened? Now you will see whether my word to you will come true or not. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. He then gathered 70 men of the elders of the people and had them stand around him at their tabernacle. And the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to them. And he took some of the spirit that was on Moses and put it on the 70 elders. When the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did so, but they did not do so again. But two men remained in the camp. One's name was Eldad, and the other's name was Midad. And the Spirit of the Lord rested on them. Now they were among those in the registration, but had not gone to the tabernacle. So they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his choice young men, said, My Lord Moses, stop them. Moses said to him, Are you jealous for me? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets, that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Then Moses returned to the camp along with the elders of Israel. Now a wind went out from the Lord and brought quail from the sea and let them fall near the camp about a day's journey on this side and about a day's journey on the other side, all around the camp and about three feet high on the surface of the ground. And the people stayed up all that day, all that night and all the next day and gathered the quail. The one who gathered the least gathered ten homers, and, the, and they spread them out for themselves all around the camp. But while the meat was still between their teeth, before they chewed it, the anger of the Lord burned against the people, and the Lord struck the people with a very great plague. So the name of that place was called Kibroth Hatavah, because there they buried the people that craved different food. The people traveled from Kibroth Hatavah to Hazaroth, and they stayed at Hazaroth. Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses, because of the Cushite woman he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. They said to him, Has the Lord only spoken through Moses? Has he not also spoken through us? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more so than any man on the face of the earth. And the Lord spoke immediately to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, The three of you come to the tent of meeting. So the three of them went. And the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent, and he called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forward. The Lord said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known to him in a vision. I will speak with him in a dream. My servant Moses is not like this. He is faithful in all my house. With him I will speak face to face, openly and not in riddles, and he will see the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? The anger of the Lord burned against them, and he departed. And after the cloud had departed from above the tent, there was Miriam, leprous like snow. Then Aaron turned towards Miriam and realized that she was leprous. So Aaron said to Moses, O my Lord, please do not hold this sin against us, in which we have acted foolishly and have sinned. Do not let her be like a baby born dead, whose flesh is half consumed when it comes out of its mother's womb. Then Moses cried to the Lord, Heal her now, O God. And the Lord said to Moses, If her father had only spit in her face, would she not have been disgraced for seven days? Shut her out from the camp seven days, and afterwards she can be brought in again. So Miriam was shut outside the camp for seven days, and the people did not journey until Miriam was brought back in. After that, the people moved from Hazaroth and camped in the wilderness of Paran. And the Lord spoke to Moses, 
Send out men to investigate the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. You are to send one man from each ancestral tribe, each one a leader among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran at the command of the Lord, and all of them were leaders of the Israelites. Now these were the names from the tribe of Reuben, Shamua, son of Zachur, from the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, son of Hori, from the tribe of Judah, Caleb, son of Jephunneh, from the tribe of Issachar, Egal, son of Joseph, from the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, son of Nun, that's also named Joshua, from the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, son of Raphu, from the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, son of Zadi, from the tribe of Joseph, namely the tribe of Manasseh, Gadi, son of Sushi, from the tribe of Dan, Amiliel, son of Gamali, and from the tribe of Asher, Zether, son of Michael, from the tribe of Naphtali, Nabi, son of Vopshi, and from the tribe of Gad, Geol, son of Maki. These are the names of the men whom Moses investig- sent to investigate the land, and Moses gave Hosea, son of Nun, the name Joshua. When Moses sent them to investigate the land of Canaan, he told them, Go up through the Negev, and then go up to the, into the hill country, and see what the land is like, and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many, and whether the land they live in is good or bad, and whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or fortified cities, and whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there or not there are forests in it, and be brave and bring back some of the fruit of the land. Now it was time of the year for the first ripe grapes. So they went up and investigated the land in the wilderness from the wilderness of Sin to Rahab at Labo Hamath. When they went up to, uh, through the Negev, they came to Hebron, where Ammon, Sheshai, and Talmai, descendants of Anak, were living. Now Hebron had been built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. When they came to the valley of Eshkol, they cut down from there a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they carried it on a staff between two men, as well as some of the pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Eshkol Valley, because of the cluster of grapes that the Israelites cut from there. They returned from investigating the land after 40 days. They came back to Moses and Aaron and to the whole community of the Israelites in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They reported to the whole community and showed the fruit of the land. They told Moses, We went to the land where you sent us. It is indeed flowing with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. But the inhabitants are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the land of the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses, saying, Let us go up and occupy it, for we are well able to conquer it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against these people, because they are stronger than we are. Then they presented the Israelites with a discouraging report of the land they had investigated, saying, The land that we pass through to investigate is a land that devours its inhabitants. All the people we saw there are of great stature. We even saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak, who came from the Nephilim, and we seemed like grasshoppers both to ourselves and to them. Then all the community raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night. And all the Israelites murmured against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, and if only we had perished in the wilderness. Why has the Lord brought us into this land only to be killed by the sword that our wives and our children should become plunder? Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, Let's appoint a leader and return to Egypt. 
Then Moses and Aaron fell down with their faces to the ground before the whole assembled community of the Israelites. And Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephun, two of those who had investigated the land, tore their garments. They said to the whole community of the Israelites, The land we pass through to investigate is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that is flowing with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their protection has turned aside from them, but the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. However, the whole community threatened to stone them, but the glory of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites at the tent of meeting. The Lord said to Moses, How long will this people despise me, and how long will they not believe in me, in spite of the signs that I have done among them? I will strike them with the pestilence, and I will disinherit them, and I will make you into a nation that is greater and mightier than they. Moses said to the Lord, When the Egyptians hear it, for you brought up this people by your power from among them, then they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. They have heard that you, Lord, are among this people, that you, Lord, are seen face to face, that your cloud stands over them, and that you go before them by day in a pillar of cloud and in a pillar of fire by night. If you kill this entire people at once, then the nations that have heard of your fame will say, Because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land that he swore to them, he killed them in the wilderness. So now, let the power of my Lord be great, just as you have said. The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in loyal love, forgiving iniquity and transgression, but by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children until the third and fourth generations. Please forgive the iniquity of this people according to your great loyal love just as you have forgiven this people from Egypt even until now. Then the Lord said, I have forgiven them as you asked, but truly as I live, all the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. For all the people have seen my glory and my signs that I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and yet have tempted me now these ten times and have not obeyed me. They will by no means see the land that I promised on oath to their fathers, nor will any of them who despised me see it. Only my servant Caleb, because he had a different spirit and has followed me fully. I will bring him into the land where he had gone, and his descendants will possess it. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites were living in the valleys. Tomorrow turn and journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, and he said, How long must I bear with this evil congregation that murmurs against me? I have heard the complaints of the Israelites that they have murmured against me. Say to them, As I live, says the Lord, I will surely do to you just as what you have spoken in my hearing. Your dead bodies will fall in the wilderness, all those of you who were numbered according to your full number from twenty years old and upward, who have murmured against me. You will by no means enter into the land that I swore to settle, to settle you. The only exceptions are Caleb, son of Jephun, and Joshua, son of Nun. But I will bring, you, bring in your little ones, whom you said would become victims of war, and they will enjoy the land that you have despised. But as for you, your dead bodies will fall in this wilderness, and your children will wander in the wilderness forty years and suffer for your unfaithfulness, until your dead bodies lie finished in the wilderness. According to the number of the days you have investigated this land, forty days, one day for a year, you will suffer for your iniquities, forty years, and you will know what it means to be to thwart me. I, the Lord, have said, I will surely do so to all this evil congregation that is gathered together against me. 
In this wilderness they will be finished, and there they will die. The men whom Moses sent to investigate the land, who returned and made the whole community murmur against him by producing an evil report about the land, those men who had produced the evil report about the land, died by the plague before the Lord. But Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jephun, who were among the men who went to investigate the land, lived. When Moses told these things to the Israelites, the people mourned greatly. And early in the morning, they went up to the crest of the hill country, saying, Here we are, and we will go up to the place that the Lord commanded, for we have sinned. But Moses said, Why are you now transgressing the commandment of the Lord? It will not succeed. Do not go up, for the Lord is not among you, and you will be defeated before your enemies. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites are there before you, and you will fall by the sword. Because you have turned away from the Lord, the Lord will not be with you. But they dared to go up to the crest of the hill, although neither the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord nor Moses departed from the camp. So the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in the hill country swooped down and attacked them as far as Hormah. Sadly, there are the, all those different stories, people rebelling against God, complaining, uh, not listening to him, deciding to do their own thing, go their own way, and the consequences keep falling on them, and they keep doing it. And it just shows over and over again this need for new life from the regular everyday people to the leaders of the people as well, that you saw this constant murmuring and complaining, which sadly is true often in our lives as well. And so what's the antidote to this? Let's listen to Colossians chapter 2. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those in Laodicea and for those who have not met me face to face. My goal is that their hearts, having been knit together in love, may be encouraged and that they may have all the riches that assurance brings in their understanding of the knowledge of the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this so that no one will be deceived through arguments that sound reasonable. For though I am absent with you in the body, I am present with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your morale and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, and firm in your faith just as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Be careful not to allow anyone to captivate you through an empty, deceitful philosophy that is according to human traditions and the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form, and you have been filled in him, who is the head over every ruler and authority. In him you also were circumcised, not, however, with a circumcision performed by human hands, but by the removal of the fleshly body, that is, through the circumcision done by Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism, you also have been raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. And even though you were dead in your transgressions and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he nevertheless made you alive with him, having forgiven all your transgressions. He has destroyed what was against us, a certificate of indebtedness expressed in decrees opposed to us. He has taken it away by nailing it to the cross, disarming the rulers and authorities. He has made a public disgrace of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you with respect to food or drink or in the matter of a feast, new moon, or Sabbath days. These are only the shadow of the things to come, but the reality is Christ. Let no one who delights in false humility and the worship of angels pass judgment on you. That person goes on at great lengths about what 
he has supposedly seen, but he is puffed up with empty notions by his fleshly mind. He has not held fast to the to the head from whom the whole body, supported and knit together through its ligaments and sinews, grows with a growth that is from God. If you have died with Christ to the elemental spirits of the world, why do you submit to them as though you lived in the world? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These are all destined to perish with use, founded as they are on human commands and teachings, even though they have the appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship and humility achieved by an unsparing treatment of the body, a wisdom with no true value. They, in reality, result in fleshly indulgence. And so Paul is making it clear to us that new life, true life that we need, the new life we need is found in Jesus and in Jesus alone because he has paid for our sins, our complaining, and all that we have done to rebel against God and has given us new life as a gift of grace. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. <laughs>